0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast for our first in-season episode. Of course, last night was opening night, a couple of games, a couple of crazy games, and we're uh, very excited to be back. Uh, first of all, I'm your host, Karsten, joining me uh, on a Wednesday, but uh, we're, we're happy to have him, of course. Uh, my good friend, Wyatt, uh, Wyatt. How are you doing today, Wyatt?
1: I'm doing good, Karsten. Thanks for having me. Glad of course. to be here, even though it's not my typical day or at least
0: it wasn't last year yeah it wasn't um you know and we're still kind of planning on on mondays uh at least that's what we have planned um real quick i will make an announcement um just a quick kind of change of the schedule and we're still hammering out the details of this uh talking with justin of course our normal wednesday uh co-host he he's currently going to work and school full-time which first off hats off to him for that i uh you know, I remember the days of of school full time and work part time and that alone seemed pretty uh pretty loaded as far as the schedule goes. So full time for both, you know, hats off to him. But uh of course with that ultra busy um and his own life uh you know obligations outside of that, he just kinda we were talking about it. And he said, I don't think that we're really gonna be able to do, you know, one a podcast a week on a regular basis like we did last uh last season which you know totally understandable um so he still is going to be on the podcast um he's going to try and, and be on when possible it just won't be that regular scheduled wednesday um episode so he'll still be on but right now we're figuring out what that looks like in the meantime of course today wyatt coming in clutch helping us out with our our opening night show so um regardless uh, thanks everyone who's listening uh, whether you listened last season you've been listening as we've been leading up to the season or this is your first time listening to the podcast um, however you've listened we really appreciate your support on the show um, and lastly before we get into our game summaries um, may have sounded slightly different in the, uh, the intro with the music uh, the music to be perfectly honest, might not have sounded quite as clear as it did before. But the main reason for that is we have some some changes in the audio production department. We're actually doing our music as well as some new drops that we've created. We talked about that in our preseason lead up. Um, we're going to be doing all that live during the show. We have some, some small drops, some drops that are specific for segments. And of course, we have our intro and outro music. So, we're excited about that. It's kind of a change for how we're producing the show, and uh, took us a, a minute to get adjusted to that at the beginning. Uh, I I pressed record. why <laughs> Wyatt saw this. I pressed record, and I'm like, okay, yeah. here we go. Before I, you know, played the music, and it, that wouldn't work as well for anyways. So we're we're working on that. But I want to give a uh, quick credit, quick shout out to uh, the two musicians that created our, our music firstly Masayoshi Takanaka I don't think I've mentioned the name or if I have I haven't mentioned it enough um, great musician uh, Japanese musician in the 70s and early 80s who of course the intro uh, an outro song that was him and he has a bunch of our drops for the segments as well um, but also in that mix is uh, Junko Yagami um, hopefully I'm pronouncing it correct there Uh, She has a bunch of the other segment music as well. So credit to both of them. Um, Maybe next time I'll give specific song names off the top of my head. I can't remember which exact songs I used. But regardless, that takes care of that. That takes care of our intro. Let's go ahead and get ready for our, our summaries and our news. Our first bulk segment. All right, there we go. We're starting off with the first of the two games, uh, the LA Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers on the road in Denver against the defending champion Nuggets, of course, before the game. Uh, the Nuggets did the, the ring ceremony. They raised the banner. They had all of the, uh, the quote, pomp and circumstance of uh, opening night after you've won a championship, especially your first NBA championship in your franchise's history. Um, I having watched the broadcast, I wish personally, my my ABA loving self wish they would have talked a little more about the franchise's excellence in the old ABA, uh, the rival league, of course, that the Nuggets started in, but um, still a great night. And the Nuggets uh made sure that night ended on a high note as well, winning this game by a final score of 119 to 107. Um Jokic picking up right where he left off in last year's playoffs. He recorded the first triple-double of the season, 29 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 assists. He was 3 of 5 from three-point range, got a steal and a block in as well. He was efficient. He had the best plus-minus of anyone on the floor that night um, and looked like the multiple-time MVP and finals MVP that he is. He continues to cement his, his early legacy as one of the game's greats at this moment. Um, supporting cast played pretty well too. Jamal Murray, 21 points and six assists, 20 points for Contavious Caldwell Pope, who logged three steals and a block, the underrated piece in the Nuggets Championship machine. Uh Michael Porter Jr., 12 points and 12 boards, um, along with two steals. And then Aaron Gordon, 15 points, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals and a block all these guys doing kind of the same roles that led them to a championship, but also we saw some early signs of the concerns for the champs and that's the bench production. Uh, a lot of the key guys, specifically Bruce Brown and Jeff green, both gone Brown signing with the Indiana Pacers and Jeff green signing with the Houston Rockets. Um, They still have pieces on the bench. You know, Reggie Jackson's one. He had eight points, three boards, Um, had a nice crossover, three on LeBron that I saw. That was pretty good. Uh, Christian Brown, five points, three boards two assists. He'll see an increased role. Um, They have the veteran DeAndre Jordan still, but outside of that, a a lot of younger talent, guys like Peyton Watts and Zeke Nagy, who uh, signed an extension we'll talk about in just a moment. Colin Gillespie, Braxton Key, Jalen Pickett. You know, guys, you know, Gillespie, Key, and Pickett, they just got a few seconds in uh, in garbage time. Uh, so they really only went four deep, Watson and Najee playing the, the least of those guys. So depth is really the concern for the Nuggets long-term, but for this game, it certainly didn't seem to hurt them in the long run. Uh, for the Lakers, LeBron in his... 21st season, 38 years old. Of course, that's a prevailing storyline. Still hasn't seemed to slow down. 21 points, 8 boards, 5 assists. Uh, Anthony Davis, 17 points, 8 boards, 4 assists, and 2 blocks. Solid game, although all 17 of those came in the first half, which for the first half, that's stellar uh, to get that many points. But then to not have any points in the second half, that was a big talking point, especially for Charles Barkley, of course, who has had his fair share of criticisms for Anthony Davis. Um, He is. Yeah, exactly. And and I, I think that AD had an underrated year last year. I like to see him do well this year, especially with what the Lakers are able to do in constructing this year's team. But um, you know, you take a loss to, I guess that's for the Lakers, five straight losses to the nuggets as sad as that sounds. And that should hopefully just give them more motivation going forward. Torian Prince, uh, starting seemingly in place of Jared Vanderbilt, 18 points for him, four of six from three. Great start for him. Uh, Austin Reeves with 14 points and eight boards and then 11 from D'Angelo Russell. Um, even though the performances weren't that different, I feel like the Lakers bench is a touch better than the, the nuggets, but, uh, Again, the Nuggets still played a phenomenal game, Jokic in particular, to help lead them to the victory. And in the closing moments, the Nuggets fans were able to revel in that with the, the who's your daddy chants. Um, For those who weren't familiar, because I had to kind of refresh myself, um, during the Nuggets championship parade, their PA man, uh, Lombardi, is his last name, he introduced head coach Michael Malone by saying a line of oh, something along the lines of um is is dad is a head coach, but in the playoffs, he became the Lakers daddy. um LeBron responded on social media, obviously very upset. And now that's become a point which why and I were talking about, hopefully that could be the spark of a an increased rivalry between the Lakers and the Nuggets. Of course, there's a, a great history between the Lakers and Nuggets, especially in the playoffs, but you don't think of them as rivals in the same way as you'd think of the Lakers and the the Celtics, of course, but even the Lakers and, um you know, Lakers Kings in the early 2000s or even Lakers uh, Jazz at various points in their history, you know, Lakers Nuggets doesn't seem to come up as much. So if this could be an increased rivalry, Uh, This season, I think that would be, uh, that'd be a lot of fun, but otherwise a great win for Denver, uh, a good chance for, for Los Angeles to at least just assess their new acquisitions. They'll have to maybe do some tinkering with some of the new players coming off the bench. Um, They're going to be managing the workload for LeBron and Anthony Davis, especially LeBron at this point, figuring out how to do that without the load management uh issue the new policies there, but otherwise a great win for Denver and uh, a great way to open the night. Um with that let's go ahead and jump to the second game and why it is going to take that away. Uh ah, Suns Warriors.
1: Yeah so the the Suns and Warriors had a you know a pretty good game overall that wasn't uh it wasn't super back and forth primarily the Suns <laughs> led, but the Warriors did have a couple of opportunities the first half of the second quarter and then kind of the last half of the third quarter the uh, Warriors enjoyed a brief lead, uh, leading by as much as eight at one point. But the the Suns definitely uh, showed up and were the the stronger team. Their shot charts were actually very similar, which you know Golden State you kind of expect a lot of three pointers coming from them, but the Suns actually shot. Or made one more three-pointer than uh, the Warriors did during this game, which is uh, interesting to see. But other than that, pretty similar uh, shot charts for those two teams. Which it was kind of fun to watch this first game of the new Suns. I I think a lot of people pretty commonly believe that they improved and that the the, the off season changes for the Suns made them a better team this you know coming into this season which with the loss of Chris Paul is impressive uh, and I was interested to see how that really did play out but it seems like it's uh working so far here considering they took Chris Paul down uh big names so we had scoring for the Suns Kevin Durant had 18 he was, you know, shooting pretty well, but he was not the leading scorer. The leading scorer was Devin Booker, which, again, not surprising. Uh, So great performances by both of them. Josh Okogie right behind Kevin Durant with 17 points, and then a couple other players in double digits in uh, Eric Gordon and Joseph Nurkic. So great performances by them. Uh, 14 boards by Nurkic, 11 by KD, so they're getting out there and putting in the work. Um, and just a shout-out to my guy, Drew Eubanks, who he's not really my guy, but he got three blocks, and I always like to see a you know a strong defender get he's, some credit. Uh, he's your doppelganger, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, jumping to the Warriors here. Uh, they were led by the one and only Stephen Curry with 27 points. Uh, so no surprise there. Clay Thompson had 15, Chris Paul had 14, and then Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kuminga were both in double digits as well as Moses Moody. So good performances there. Uh Gary Payton had the highest plus minus score with 15. So kudos there and Andrew Wiggins had the lowest with negative 22, which um yeah, I was a little surprised by Andrew Wiggins's performance he's kind of I don't know he's always just kind of an enigma to me I always expect him to just break out and have this killer season and then he never does he's always okay but
0: yeah I think what it is with Wiggins is when people don't expect him to be that great like kind of his first couple years with the Warriors people weren't as excited and then during the championship year he was really stellar so then the expectations were raised and then he hasn't quite met that sense. So right, it's like he likes yeah. to do the reverse, which is yeah, it's,
1: it's true. It's like let's set a low bar here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> versus like, you know, Russell Westbrook, I was reading an interview of him recently who, you know, he he's kind of been frustrated by the trash that has been spoken about him so much, you know, lately. And he's like, well, it sucks because like I I just get compared to my you know former self where i was averaging triple double like for what like four seasons or something or he did this Mm -hmm. amazing feat and he's like so like i get beat on because of my comparison between me and myself previously but Mm -hmm. i'm the only one that's ever set the bar that high me and one other guy are the only one that's ever done it and i did it four times so like he's like yeah that's it, a it good point. Sucks to get just destroyed for a bar that he set, uh, you know, for not meeting that bar that he's set.
0: Uh, yeah, it kind of becomes his own worst enemy in a way. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So, yeah. That's anyway, a that point. that's getting away from the Suns and and Warriors, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh the summary for them. And then you know the Suns won this game, uh, one zero, eight to one zero four. So congratulations to the Phoenix Suns on starting out strong with the win.
0: Yeah, great start and uh, and great uniforms, you know. Yeah, they didn't have a bad set, but it was the ones they had the last few years seemed kind of uninspired. Bringing back the the sunburst, you know, you're gonna be it's hard to mess that up, I would say. So, (laughs) great job, yeah, Booker, phenomenal, and of course, no Bradley Beal. Um, that was he, he had an injury, I think it was his back that he was dealing with in recent weeks you know some small concern for for the sons i suppose there but um it sounds like it could be right. you know within the next couple of weeks he's back potentially actually let me double check that before i speak too soon um on our injury our injury tracker um yeah, yeah just was just was listed for out that game so no word on oh we'll be out this amount of time so you'd hope he's back within the next couple of games Um, and but uh, sorry yeah and to to get the win without Beal against the Warriors that's you know that's a pretty great takeaway you think oh we can be even better with him back so
1: for sure but the Warriors also lacks Draymond Green which that's true I really don't like Draymond Green but I can't argue that he doesn't you know contribute and yeah, he's just an uh, ankle sprain, so you know he'll be he'll be out uh, back shortly, I'm sure.
0: Right, yeah, he should be should be back soon, you would think. Um, but otherwise, yeah, great win for the Suns. Great way for them to start the season. Um, and those were the two games from opening night. Now, of course, tonight at the point we're recording this, most of the games are either underway or complete. Um. Three games in progress, one about to start, and the rest all done. All but um, all but six of the NBA teams in action tonight. Uh, I mean, right now you've got Pelicans-Grizzlies, Kings-Jazz, Mavericks-Spurs. Earlier today you had the Celtics and Knicks, um, Hawks-Hornets, Cavs-Nets. So you've had a lot of exciting matchups. And, of course, we'll talk about a good chunk of those games on Friday's show. Um, but it's safe to say the regular season is well underway. Um, but with that, let's go ahead and segue into our key news for today. i will start with a small note. Uh, this NBA season, uh, we have a record 125 international players on opening night rosters. Seems like that number continually goes up every season. It's at its uh, all-time high. We'll probably just get bigger uh, in the coming years, uh, no reason for it to slow down. Um, I will say small caveat, the number might be slightly different. Um, just cause after this little item came out, there were some roster cuts, some changes. And I know one of them, uh, within the last day or so was an international player, but that's a, you know, that's a small item. So something interesting to note, um, unfortunately updates on the whole Brandon Miller situation with the Charlotte Hornets, um, Just so the rookie, of course, uh, forward out of Alabama had the issues when he was at Alabama. He was his name was brought up in a murder charge. Um, He was tied to it in some form or another. um, Potentially. I forget what it was, something with the, the handgun itself, I think, was tied to that in some manner, Um, And that's just been kind of something that's loomed over his head. It didn't impact his draft stock enough. He was uh, enough to lower him. He was drafted second overall in the the most recent draft. Um, His name is being brought up again uh, in a wrongful death lawsuit uh, tied to that event. Of course, Darius miles, um, former NBA player in his own right. And Michael Davis, both of those with Alabama ties are facing capital murder charges in the lawsuit. Meanwhile, um, Brandon Miller, I don't, he's again, just name is involved in this lawsuit. I don't know if he's charged with anything in that lawsuit in particular, and he wasn't charged with anything in the, the event when it happened, the, the crime or what have you. Um, And it's just all related to the Alabama campus and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, For everyone's sake, I hope that he, he wasn't involved or he wasn't aware what the involvement was and It'll be interesting to see how the Hornets and himself play through that, Um, but just something to something to update you on as far as that goes. Um, Going back to just NBA news in general, I wanted to highlight, uh, of course, on Monday the rosters were finalized for most of the teams, um, and I wanted to highlight some surprise cuts that happened: Taj Gibson, uh, Montrezl Harrell, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Keon Johnson ishmael wainwright but wainwright was claimed by portland so he's not a free agent uh rudy gay dwayne john uh, dwayne washington jr i almost said dwayne johnson um mac-, <laughs> mac-, <laughs> mac mcclung wendon gabriel jalen noel darius basley kim birch and scotty pippen jr all of those guys cut uh to get rosters finalized and so there's not an ultra surprising name. I mean, Gibson's getting older. Harrell's lost some of his productivity. Rudy Gay is getting a lot older. So, like, they, they're understandable, but I feel like there's a handful of guys here that could be productive and could help out the bench of a team that needs it. You know, Gabriel, who was a decent, if not underwhelming player for the Lakers last year. You know, he's got size, he can rebound, he can do some of those things. Uh, Mac McClung, of course, the dunk contest champ, um, <clears throat> just can't ever seem to stay on a roster for whatever reason. And then Jalen Noel, especially, um, he was brought on to the Sacramento Kings and he had had a nice little year for the Timberwolves. I thought that's going to be a good, you know, 12th man type pick, you know, your your fourth guard, your fourth point guard, or or fourth guard in general off the bench, or what have you. And then they cut him and they have, they have good backups. They have, you know, uh, Davion Mitchell and, and Duarte and Malik Monk. Of course, I just feel like, why not keep him on, you know, keep another guard off the bench that can do something for you. But, um, regardless, just some surprise cuts. And those guys, except for uh, Wainwright are, are available. So, um, Update from the Pelicans, Uh, they exercised team options on forward Trey Murphy III and guard Dyson Daniels. Uh, Both of those guys now signed through the 2024-2025 NBA season, so the next two seasons. And then we had a boatload of extensions. Uh, The big one, of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo for the Milwaukee Bucks. There were rumblings that he was just honest about the fact that if he felt like the Bucks weren't fully in that contending mode or had slipped or weren't doing what it took to to build the contending team that he would consider other options. People of course took that, that interview and ran with it, but now he's committed to the bucks for, uh, it was a three year, $186 million contract extension. Um, he's, 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 getting paid. He maybe could have made more if he had waited to do an extension, of course, but I mean, how much money do you need?
1: <laughs> I yeah, guess.
0: <laughs> honestly.
1: It's like what's the difference between 15 million and 17 million, or <laughs> what you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, in this case, you know, difference between uh 58 million for the first year yeah. <laughs> and, and 62 million for the first year, or whatever it is. I mean, he's making unbelievable money on his salary alone. Of course, he imagines sponsorships and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's killing it. And he's one of the greats of our generation, uh, well-deserved and that's awesome to see him commit. They've got Lillard again, and they should have a competitive team. They should be contending for another while. So great for them to get that done, uh, for the Denver nuggets, uh, forward Zeke Naji uh, and the nuggets agree to a four-year $32 million contract extension, um, the San Antonio Spurs, Zach Collins and the Spurs agree to a two-year, $35 million contract extension. Um, and the Spurs, with that, are planning to keep Zach Collins in the starting lineup to start the season. I guess in the preseason they were doing some big lineups. They were having, um, I think, Keldon Johnson – or no, Sohan, Jeremy Sohan, who you think of as a power forward. He was, like, playing a point guard. Then they had uh, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell – kind of normal shooting guard, small forward, and then Zach Collins. And then, of course, Victor seven um, 7'4", or 7'5", whatever he is. So they were running a, a big lineup in the preseason, <clears throat> and um, that's their plan, I suppose, to start the season. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, translates, but there you go. For the Washington Wizards, forward Denny Avdia and the Wizards agree to a four-year, $55 million contract extension. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks center, Onyeka uh and the Hawks agree to a four-year, $62 million contract extension. Cole Anthony, the guard, and the Orlando Magic agree to a three-year, $39 million contract extension. Uh, here's a bigger contract. The Timberwolves, forward Jaden McDaniels and the Timberwolves agree to a five-year, $136 million contract extension. Uh, one of their defensive standouts and kind of keeps their, their big lineup mentality, him starting at small forward, even though you might think of him more as a power forward, of course, with Towns and Gobert bear um, in the same front court. So exciting news for them there. Um, and that's the bulk of the contract extensions update uh, injury update for the Grizzlies. And this is a, a heavy blow. And we'll talk about this when we cover briefly our power rankings, Uh, For the Grizzlies center, Steven Adams will undergo season ending surgery on his right knee. And that was a killer last Ah, year. Yeah. I mean, he, it was, I want to say maybe around the midpoint of the season last year uh, that he was injured and didn't play the rest of the year. I wasn't aware of the status of his knee. I just assumed, Oh, he was out most of last year. He'll probably be back this season. And then suddenly to have him at least suddenly to me, have him, be out for this season that's a killer you're already going to be dealing with the john morant suspension and they have injuries to uh brandon clark going into this season as well Mm -hmm. so they are going to be uh they're going to have some big questions and again we'll talk about it more with our power rankings but definitely a big update for the grizzlies there A couple of roster moves for the Hornets and the Sixers. Firstly, the Hornets waived guard Edmund Sumner and signed guard Ish Smith. I can't remember if Smith had played with the Hornets before. Um, If he hadn't, then he for sure has claimed the record of most teams played, most different teams played for in -hmm. an NBA career. Um, If he hadn't already claimed it, I know that was the storyline a little while ago. And then for the Sixers, they've waived two-way forward uh, Azulus Tubelis. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. And they signed guard Ricky council, the fourth to a two way deal. Um, so a small update there for the Detroit Pistons uh, forward, Bojan Bogdanovic, uh, with a calf injury, and he's going to be out at least four weeks. That's a pretty tough loss. He was their leading scorer, uh, Obviously one of the captains or, or leaders, at least of that team, um, that'll be tough to lose that scoring and that impact that he brings uh, to that team. So definitely tough there. And then an update for the Phoenix Suns, and hey, it involves Drew Eubanks. How about that? The NBA has uh, penalized the Phoenix Suns for early free agent discussions involving Drew Eubanks. um, And that penalty will be forfeiting a 2024 second-round pick. So uh, that's tough. I mean, you can't imagine with how competitive the Suns will be, that'll be a late second-round pick. Not as bad as it could be if they were say a rebuilding team and an early second round pick, but um, still you want to hold on to those assets. Um, So I guess there's that lastly update for the Sixers. Um, This was ahead of the uh, game. Is that game tonight or is that tomorrow's game? That might actually be the, I think those are the two teams, the 76ers and the bucks that. Oh yeah. That's tonight. I think. No, I was just checking to make sure it's tomorrow night. They're oh, the, tomorrow. Okay. after tonight ends, they're the only two teams that will not have played yet. And mm-hmm. they're the first of the two games tomorrow. So, so this is for tomorrow. James Harden guard, James Harden will not travel for the game against the Milwaukee bucks with that whole drama with him away from the team. The team just said, you stay home. We'll go play the bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's <laughs> the saga continues. Um, and it will continue probably for the foreseeable future. So, um, lastly, a couple, just NBA general updates, um, one that I care about, not a lot of people care about all the city uniforms have been leaked or have been officially released. Um, and we had seen a lot of these, uh, come up in, in leaks during the off season. Now we all, we know for sure what they all look like. It was a retail leak, um there's some cool ones. Of course a lot of the ones we'd already seen were just garbage like the Bulls city uniform. It's just bland. Um the the Hornets one looks cool. It's teal with mint and gold accents. I guess it's a continuation of what they've done in recent history. Uh the Hawks is fine. I'm just scrolling through to see if there was any exciting uniform updates there. Um the warrior's uniform does in fact have that awful, uh, text on the, the word mark on the front. Why had you seen that one? I don't think so. Oh, you got to look it up. I'm curious to see your thoughts on it. Look up warriors. Okay, it's
1: the warriors.
0: Yeah. Warriors city uniform 2024, whatever it's black with gold text or yellow text. Um, while Wyatt's looking that up, the, the Pacers is kind of bad. Um, we'd already seen that one, of course. The heat with heat culture, the Bucks is kind of wild. It's not completely terrible, but the jersey I is like that, textured. It's supposed oh, yeah, to
1: be a rose on the front. No, that was last year's. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't put 2024.
0: Yeah, um. The Timberwolves, that one was official a while ago. That one's kind of interesting. The Pelicans, they're going with a black jersey with like um, volt green and dark purple, which is kind of unique. I don't necessarily hate it. I don't like that the NOLA text across the front is black with green trim while the number is green with black trim. I think those two differing, you've got a most often that doesn't really look that good. Um, the Thunder jersey is pretty unique. Um, kind of cool. I wish the uniform was maybe like a navy instead of black, just as far as fitting the official team colors. But I guess black kind of is a part of the team colors. So I'll allow it. But, um, <laughs> the Suns is a pretty okay, intricate one. The Blazers one, <laughs> one small detail makes it look really bad. Um, for whatever reason, the Nike uniforms on the, the top of the jersey where like your kind of shoulder blade is towards the back. They have like this weird patch. And normally that's just so, the same color as the rest of the uniform. But on this, it's like a red plaid, whereas the rest of the uniform is black. Um, yeah, really bad. Not a fan of that. But why? What were you going to say? Have you seen it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah I, it? Is it the like crooked lettering? That... Yeah, it's it starts yeah, that... low, comes up, and then it goes up again. Yeah, it kind of looks like California rotated ninety degrees.
0: Um you know, I hadn't thought about that. Maybe that's the reason.
1: I don't um, know, maybe. It looks weird regardless, but <laughs> Yeah. Like,
0: you know, it's cool if things have a reason before it, but that doesn't necessarily yeah.
1: mean it's gonna look good. The, so the SCO in Francis in Francisco should be tilted down like San is. I I feel like the, that would at least make it symmetrical, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's just kind of intuitive. That's how most classic, you know, you think of a basketball uniform and you have the text, you know, mm-hmm. in an arc, it starts low, it comes up and it goes back down. It wraps around the numbers. It's, it's almost like it looks good. What a concept yeah. anyways. Like, um... you know, I'm going to <laughs> hang up in the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. The Spurs have a cool one. It's a white with Brown and, and orange kind of a seventies type look to it. To me, at least I think it's a cool one. Um, Raptors gold with black. I think that's going to look really nice. The jazz this, we knew this from last year's uniform announcement, but it became extra official. The jazz might have the best. And of course we're biased, but the jazz might have the best city (laughs) uniform and we got to revel in it because our, our standard uniforms are garbage, but these, um, these city uniforms, it's purple with a white mountain. It's like a modern take uh, on the '90s, you know, Finals era uniforms uh, with some black trim. I think it looks killer. And if they just did this as their regular uniforms, we'd have some great uniforms. But um, not the case. And then finally, <laughs> the Wizards have one that's kind of inspired by statues around uh, around DC it's you know based on copper where part of it is copper and then it turns to the the green as it oxidizes that's the right term right why it oxidizes um yeah yeah so that's a cool one anyways on the whole um kind of as it is every year half the designs are oh that's pretty cool or that's interesting and then half the designs are like who who were they paying to to make this stuff, but (laughs) anyways, that's an update there. And then finally uh, our last news item, uh, the 2024 NBA all-star game, this year's all-star game. uh, We mentioned Adam Silver had said the NBA was looking at reverting the all-star game format back to what it was traditionally. Uh, Well, now that's suddenly going to be the next all-star game. They're returning to the traditional format. It's East versus West. Um, traditional scoring system as well. They're not doing the Elam ending or anything like that. Just straightforward 12-minute quarters scored same as any other NBA game. They'll still name captains. So the leading vote-getter is the captain of that team, but they'll just be the captain of the East or the captain of the West. So, of course, me, traditional guy, I'm in favor of this. It's simpler. I think a lot more fans like the tradition than maybe they might assume but that is our last news item um before we move on why anything you wanted to touch on with those news items or maybe just the what are your thoughts i guess on the all-star game format maybe we'll we'll ask you that
1: yeah i think that's uh i don't know it's it's easier to follow for sure for the casual fan mm-hmm. um you know when i first heard about the the last one it was like doing what like you have to score twenty-four points or whatever at mm-hmm. you know at the end of the final quarter to win but it, it was kind of fun you know to do for a few years and you know they worked in the honoring Kobe uh, during mm-hmm. that tough time which was uh cool and it seems oh, it's a little surprising to me that they chose to revert it this year where they have the additional you know, in season tournament, mm-hmm. which kind of, which, you know, is just going to be a standard, standard games as well. So I would, I would kind of would have expected them to keep the other one going a little bit longer just to add some variety and some flair in it. But mm-hmm. uh, I I think it's a, a, I think you're right. I think most people prefer the traditional all-star game, even though it is kind of a silly game overall
0: yeah well and that was the reason for the change initially was you know we got to make sure that the players stay motivated and um you know i think it's still worth maybe seeing what would keep the game competitive um sometimes you, you think you really think on it it's like you know you have to ask the players to be competitive in a game where it's The best of the best when they kind of want to prove who is the best, you know, Uh but but I get it as far as it's it's just a a showcase game and it's not going to really mean anything as far as playoffs or championships concerned. So I get both sides of it, but um, I feel
1: like there's some unwritten rule uh, about like in between all stars about the competitiveness that you're allowed to be at, at least for like the first three quarters.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, but then also, if you look back, well, there's still showmanship in the old ones, but if you want to watch a good all-star game, this is the one that gets thrown out a lot, but it's for good reason. The 2001 all-star game, uh, Alan Iverson was the MVP uh, or no, Kobe might've been the MVP. I can't remember. No, I think it was either Kobe or Shaq because the game was in Philadelphia and the fans were not happy with that MVP pick. Um <laughs> I think the West won it and it was like a down to the wire game. Uh, Definitely check that one out. But uh, yeah, no, again, tradition. Yeah. And maybe this year where they have the in-season tournament and they're, it's a big shakeup from the normal regular season. Maybe they're like, okay, this could be a good year to go back to traditional all-star stuff. So it's like you get a trade-off. Yeah. So I can see that. Yeah, for sure. But uh, anyways, that's it for our our news. Real quick before we jump into our game segments, which of course are going to be a Wednesday staple, I wanted to hit on the uh, GM survey. We didn't have a chance to talk about this in our preseason lead-up. Just some notes that I took away. um, Wyatt, if he has had a chance to look at it or or looks at it real quick. I don't know if he would have any different takeaways, but um, of course they were talking about the uh, chances to win the championship: three teams accumulated ninety percent of the votes there from the GMs. Those were the Celtics, the Nuggets, and the Bucks, as you expect. Um, Celtics and Nuggets each were a thirty-three percent vote to win it. As far as who you know, this is just predictions from the GMs. Um, and then the the Bucks that twenty-three percent, Suns the additional seven, and then the Clippers got three percent of the vote. Of all the teams outside of the that the top surprises four, me, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Clippers are gonna get your vote, really. I mean, outside of yeah. those four Celtics, Nuggets, Bucks, and Suns, if you're gonna pick one more, you'd pick maybe the Warriors or, um, you know, even the Cavaliers. I'd pick them before the Clippers,
1: you know, it's just yeah, or like the Lakers or the or Kings, the Lakers, even. yeah, Lakers, yeah, would,
0: <laughs> I would think for sure, yeah, the Kings, but. Anyways, speaking of the Kings, looking at their rankings of both conferences, Sacramento they had Sacramento ranked below the Clippers, the Grizzlies, and the Pelicans, which yeah. I thought I thought was a little disrespectful, and I don't it, mean
1: to, it is absolutely
0: yeah, and I don't mean to disrespect Clippers, Grizzlies, or the Pelicans in that fact, but, but they're terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're no. It's more just obviously Clippers and Grizzlies dealing with injuries. Grizzlies also dealing with the suspension and the Pelicans have the inj- injury you know, questions and hesitation. You know, mm-hmm. we never know if we're going to get a more than healthy season out of Zion, or if he's going to miss three fourths of the season, you know, and I hate that. I wish he was healthy all the time, but uh, it's a legitimate question. Meanwhile, Sacramento was one of the best teams in the league. One of the top 10 teams in the league last year you know, gave the warriors a heck of a first round series. And then they just, they get no respect as Rodney Dangerfield might say. So um, yeah, that was an interesting note. Um, Of course, talking about MVP favorites, Nicole Jokic was their pick 43% uh, picked him to win MVP. That's understandable. Uh, If they're picking their best, they picked each, you know, best player at each position. If you did a lineup of that, they picked Steph Curry at point guard. Devin Booker at shooting guard, Jason Tatum at small forward, Nelson Tanacupo at power forward, and then Nicole Okic at center. Um, hard to argue too much there. I mean, the most contested were the point guard and shooting guard, but even then Curry is an easy take there. Um, Booker, I'm not sure who you'd exactly contest at shooting guard. I guess that feels like maybe the least stacked position in the current NBA, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, regardless that's interesting um eric spolstra was named the best head coach and that was 73 percent of the vote which i i don't disagree um it's interesting to not see a guy like greg popovich who has such a legacy get more votes but you know there's some people it's like the the nba version of bill belichick you know where the patriots are really (laughs) bad this year and people are saying oh belichick might be out the door soon you know it's kind of obviously popovich different scenario now that he has one benyama but um it's interesting but you know well deserved for spolster i mean super underrated as a coach um and then an easy pick here they were asked which which team season is toughest to predict as far as their success and philadelphia 76ers
1: yeah okay <laughs> i was gonna say if
0: not the 76ers i will be shocked yeah i mean with without harden or with harden is really the determining factor. If he plays, what do they get out of him? It's yeah, it's really hard to say. Why mm-hmm. did you have any thoughts on that GM survey before we move on to our our next segment?
1: Uh, you know, a minor thing, but I I was I'm a little surprised by Celtics, uh, being at 33 and and the Bucks at 23. I mean, based on last season, like yeah, I guess it checks out. Mm-hmm. But also like Bucks are coming back more healthy they added you know dame mm-hmm. seems like celtics lost more than they gained in my opinion mm. uh you know maybe that's not a hot opinion maybe it is so i i feel like the bucks are coming in stronger than they were last year and celtics you know not as much not to say that the bucks didn't lose you know some keep like losing grace and allen of course mm-hmm. uh they 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 definitely lost some but yeah i don't know that's just my opinion yeah personally it, i would rank the bucks higher than the celtics
0: yeah well and it's like you know i think those two teams are v- very closely matched you know there's a stat out there within the last 4 or 5 seasons i think it is either the celtics or the bucks have been in the eastern conference finals um you know they've been the two most dominant teams in the east for the last while and they also happen to be the two that made the biggest moves to make themselves better um of course milwaukee with lillard but then boston was sort of a benefactor there because drew holiday was in portland after the fact and he became available for the celtics to get on top of Mm -hmm. the port the porzingis acquisition so they have gotten stronger in some ways they gave up pieces that I, I agree, you know, Brogdon and, and Robert Williams. They try out Brogdon for a season and he wins sixth man of the year and they say, We're good. Yeah, and like, that was shocking. Yeah. So so there's questions there
1: too. But and Porzingis you know, <clears throat> is so hit or miss, too. It's like, Yeah. That's, that was one that I was like, I mean, I get it. Like the potential for sure, like mm-hmm. at, through the roof, but. He just never is that amazing. Well, yeah. It's, you know, he had 30 points. So,
0: yeah. Well, it's just that the health again, and that's mm-hmm. so many guys we talk about. But, you know, you wonder maybe in, in Boston where he's going to be a, a third option, sort of maybe the workload decrease is going to be helpful as far as him stringing together more games in a season. Um, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Regardless, I think both of those teams Right there, as far as top team in the East. Um, and then you get into three and four, and you have interesting conversations between Cleveland and and Philly and all that stuff. But um, with that, let's actually uh let's actually talk about our power rankings real quick. We haven't had a chance to do that yet. Um, and of course it's on our socials. Um, and I'll take a second to plug that real quick. Instagram. Uh, crossover across time uh, pretty straightforward same thing for facebook uh on twitter or x uh we're actually x over across time i think there was a uh a limit and we were just outside the limit for for username so x over uh, across time there um on all three that of those so
1: with
0: the... <laughs> yeah with a cross rebranding Yeah. And with Twitter being with X now, so that, that makes sense too. So, um, and then on all of those pages, you also should be able to find our link tree that will link to any of the other social media and links to our podcast on, on Spotify, Apple podcasts or, uh, Google podcasts or RSS.com. So, um, regardless on our socials, we posted our power rankings or at least our top 10, um, the Bucks and Celtics, of course, we both have them two and three respectively. Um, both kind of feeling, yeah, the Bucks maybe got a little bit better. Um, Nuggets starting off number one for both of us. It's hard to bet against the defending champions, even with some bench questions. Um, and then, yeah, Suns, we both have them at four. And then we start to differ. I have the Kings above the Lakers. Kings at five, Lakers at six. The Heat at seven and then the Cleveland Cavaliers, Golden State Warriors and Philadelphia 76ers rounding out my top 10. Um Wyatt, maybe talk us through your uh kind of your top 10 where we differ some of your thoughts uh at that point.
1: Yeah, for sure. So like Carsten mentioned, we're pretty similar similar at the top there. Uh and I have the you know, we've started to change Around five, where I have the Lakers ahead of the Kings, and then uh, you know, then I have the Kings. So we just swapped those, and then I have the Heat, and Karsten, You have the Heat as well, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You well, you had the I Warriors seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was the difference. Sorry, I missed those. Yeah, I yeah, have the good. Warriors after the Kings, um, and before the Heat, which. You know they're they're one of those teams which that I actually expect to go up, and you know we already kind of talked about how the Kings are getting disrespected, and uh, mm. I'm a guilty party because I'm already like just waiting to move the Warriors above the Kings because I just expected right. that to happen. But yeah, sorry, well, it, Sacramento, it, it's <laughs> it's
0: understandable in the sense of you know, I mean that was a the storyline they broke the playoff drought which had been what 20 years in the mm-hmm. making close to it if not more than 20 and so you know sometimes that can be hard to shake that perception when a team that's been losing gets good and especially gets really good like the Kings got um so I get it you know and I don't blame you but of course as you you know those who listened last season heard I was rooting all away and I was so excited for the Kings to do well even though I'm not really a Kings fan um and I think they had an underrated underrated off season. Of course they kept all their big pieces and they brought in guys like JaVale McGee, um, not to mention a Euro league MVP, Sasha Visenkov, who is just going to be lacing threes for them. They brought in Chris Duarte who has some upside from the Pacers. So I feel like they at the very least are going to be as good as they were last year. Um, yeah. They don't have that surprise factor, teams are going to know to be ready for the kings this year i guess but you know i think the kings got even a little bit better so that's where i would have them rank that high but again i understand yeah the viewpoint for sure
1: yeah it's it's tough you know making these decisions especially for the latter half i feel like well you know of course the Bucks and celtics that one's that one's tricky but i i have a really hard time deciding like at this early in the game, like, man, Heat, Cavs, you know, Sixers are just, just, uh, you know, a disaster. Who knows what's going to happen there? We both have them at 10, but, you know, early on, it's hard to say what some of these teams are going to do. And then, you know, as the season progresses, then it, they seem to separate out, and, you know, for the most part. And then it's like, oh, the top teams, who's going to, who's really going to, Uh, You know, two through four seems to be kind of a tight wad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. for
0: sure. And uh, of course, that's just our inaugural, you know, before any games were played power rankings. And this is something we'll update every Monday going forward. Um, Apologies for the fact that I didn't do the audio drop for power rankings. Um, I think I got thrown off (laughs) by the fact that we didn't quite have it in our our schedule. It wouldn't normally be on our Wednesday show. So uh, apologies there, but yeah, we do have one. You'll hear it on Monday. So stay tuned Friday and Monday <laughs> and then you'll, you'll get the segment then, or the the drop for the segment then. Um, and of course we'll have our, our movers, you know, which teams are doing better than we thought, which teams uh, aren't as aren't doing as well. Uh, so that'll be an exciting uh thing to see going forward Um, but with that let's go ahead and jump into a segment we do have planned for sure on the schedule today and something that we'll do every wednesday and that is our our game segments let me give you the drop and then we'll get into what that means uh after that right here we go so basically this game segment is we have two different games that we'll play uh, on the show on odd weeks which is this week the first week of the uh, season we're going to be doing a game called 20 guesses which we have done on the podcast a few times and we'll explain it in just a moment on even weeks next week uh, of course being one of those we will do a game we're calling justin's showdown Uh, it was a segment he did he did with us on one random episode Um, and i said that's a great segment i like this let's see if we can work it in and then we got lost in the you know the schedule of what we had planned for the rest of the the podcast or at least the the routine of it rather and so we never did it again but i always knew we wanted to do it again so now it's it's back it'll be on even weeks so we'll explain that when we do that game on the show but Let's start with 20 guesses and how that works. We did it a handful of times last year. Basically each of us has picked one player and I think we'll each just do one player any week that we do this. We each picked a player and we are going to read to the other person, this player's career stat line for their whole career, no matter if they played two seasons or 20 seasons, their career stat line. Then the other person has 20 guesses to try and guess the correct player. They have three lifelines if they choose to use them. Uh, They can be told their stat line for their best seasons, um, which will include how many seasons. Uh, They will also have the lifeline of their career accolades. So if they've won an MVPs, they made an all NBA team, an all-star team, anything like that. Um, And then the final lifeline is which teams they played for in their career. And uh, I think we can do the order as well. Like they started with this team and then they went to this team if we need to. Um, But those are the, the basic tenets of the game. If you're wondering, is there a penalty for lifelines? No, it's just a pure pride thing. Like, can I guess this player without using lifelines? How, you know, can I get it in as little guesses as possible? So it's more just to try and be impressive, which is really what it's all about. So uh, that being said, why I think I'm going to go ahead and give you the player I'm thinking of first. Does that sound good to you? Sure. All let's right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get right into it. So this player that I'm thinking of was a pretty accomplished player, I'll say, and then I'll give you somewhat of a clue off the bat, but you can tell that from their stats. Here's their career stat line. Um, and part of this, let's read, No, let's, let's just do stat line. Let's go with that. So Here's their career stats, uh, and this is per game averages. 16.3 points per game, uh, 8.1 assists, 1 steal a game, uh, 0.2 blocks, 3.1 rebounds with uh, nearly 3 turnovers a game, about 2.5 fouls a game, Uh, shooting percentages, they shot... Uh 44.5% from the floor, 35.7% from the three-point line, and 82% from the free throw line. So that is a career stats. Again, a quick summary: about 16 points a game, eight assists a game, a steal with uh about 45 and 35 from field goal and three-point range, respectively. Wyatt, let's hear a first guess if you have it, maybe just some first thoughts as you hear that player's stat line.
1: Okay. So I I took some notes here. Uh I'm thinking, you know, it's a guard, smaller guard. Really because of the or at least <laughs> not necessarily a smaller guard, but just a guard in general because of the yeah. high assists and low blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, based on your reaction that could be off. I- <laughs> Oh boy! Now we're getting into
0: the the mental game side of it,
1: right? Uh, so
0: and again for the listening audience, he has twenty guesses. So twenty to get this guesses, correct?
1: So just to to throw a guess out there. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. I will now, also uh, now say. Now I'm not
1: going to guess if we can guard and then I'm going to be an idiot. Okay. You will also say what?
0: It, before, why it makes this first guess, something else that I was forgetting about the game and that I forgot to, to mention in the beginning is that with every guess, if there's something, like even if it's just one detail that is similar in the guess, say, I had given Wyatt a stat line of a player that had a lot of points and a lot of rebounds. And he guessed someone like, uh, I don't know, Hakeem Olajuwon. And the player I was thinking of was Patrick Ewing. I might say that's incorrect, but they played in the same era or something to that effect. So with each guess, I'm going to give him a tiny little additional hint that's going to help kind of guide him. So that's also a thing of, if you get it in less guesses you had less hints in general so it's it's more impressive that way so um that being said why any any thoughts on your first guess here
1: uh sure let's guess uh dr j dr j yeah
0: interesting uh it's not dr j and i will say um i guess i'll do it in the reverse something that's not in common um not a forward this player we're thinking not forward. a forward not
1: a forward okay so so was i right <laughs> it was <a> <laughs> <card>. <laughs> yeah i
0: yeah it, it was a guard so um, what i i was being sarcastic when i was like oh really really think that, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I didn't think you would take it so seriously. <laughs> well, I did. I am a serious man. Uh I can tell. Okay. Guards. Uh let's let's just throw out um hold on. Oh boy. Blinking on I'm blanking on his name, and this is uh this is embarrassing, John Stockton. I didn't have to Google it, but I was on my way to googling it. John Stockton, really? Uh, that's a a good guess. It's not it's Stockton. I say the assists aren't quite high enough. Yeah, say. but no, good
0: guess. Um, I I want to say this similar play styles. Good guess. Point guard as well. I'll say that much.
1: Okay. Gary Payton, senior. Not
0: quite. Not quite as great. I guess with either Stockton or Payton, not quite as great defensively. My, the player we're thinking of was not. Okay. More the scoring and assists or the standouts.
1: All right, let's see here. What was it? 8.2? A, 8.1 assists,
0: 16.3 points. And for the listening audience, I'm trying to interject additional thoughts here to make this a little more palatable because I know if <laughs> <laughs> while he's thinking, I'm just
1: silent and we just hear, um, that so we need like a, we need like a text line where people can text in their guesses
0: yeah that would be that would be good although unfortunately with us not being a live podcast it wouldn't quite i know work <laughs> but you get I, a random text <laughs> at like 9 in the morning at just a random player name it's like <laughs> yeah, who <someone's> is this? <laughs> listening to it right
1: hey. um okay so it's not Stockton. Uh, it's not Gary Payton. No, it's not.
0: Mm. I will say there's another hint that I'm ruminating on, but I feel like this hint would blow things open a little bit too easily. So I'm hesitating right. on it.
1: Well, let's uh give me one of my lifelines. What's the first one?
0: So you can either hear their stats from their best season or seasons, you can hear yeah. uh, their career accolades, or you can hear which teams they've played for. Give me a team, okay? Or I'll like, give, me, give I'll, me like
1: their uh, most well-known for playing. You know,
0: well, I'll I'll give you all the teams. Okay. That that's the lifeline. Uh, Utah Jazz. New Jersey Nets, later Brooklyn Nets, uh Dallas Mavericks and Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: Okay. Cavaliers. Good to know. Ah. Well, that kinda ruined my next guess.
0: Okay. But it should that information should be should I be mean, great yeah, information.
1: It yeah, should. I was I was leaning toward uh, Kevin Porter who Interesting. You know, was he's one first first of all, Karsten and I decided beforehand that we were going to do uh like well known players. So and Kevin Porter is kind of, but mm-hmm. he wasn't quite the caliber to that I was expecting. No. To get from Karsten.
0: But I'm glad uh, you mentioned you... him. Um real quick, sorry, I'll just say for those listening, we're not talking about the dad of Kevin Porter Jr., even though there was a Kevin Porter Jr. in the <laughs> league right now, they're actually not related. He's the junior to a different Kevin Porter. The Kevin Porter that was in the NBA that has sort of similar stats in some ways. Um, high assists, he was a four time league leader in assists or league assist champ um, played for the wizards uh, most prominently and the pistons uh, great player, but no, not, not quite Kevin Porter.
1: Okay. So now I had, you know, previously guessed John Stockton and you were uh, mm-hmm. anxious to give me a tip related relating to that. And now I'm thinking it would have been too much of a giveaway, which is what right. uh, prevented you from doing that. Okay, so I am I am moving into my, uh, what do they call it in Jeopardy? I am locking in, or at <laughs> Darren Williams. You are correct. It
0: is Darren Williams. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that was why, because I was, I don't know if it came across or not, but I was, like, oh, you guessed Stockton. Do I say, well, this player played for the Utah Jazz because they haven't, he, yeah because when you we have a player with high assists and high scoring played for the jazz that's not a very long list i mean and <laughs> yeah. he was even a higher scorer than Stockton
1: but um especially when you narrow it down to point guards you know
0: yeah exactly he was a guard he was yeah so so kudos why you got it you used a lifeline but it was only what four guesses um three four or, or five three, three or four maybe it was yeah that's pretty good and as he said we're doing players that are a little more well-known of course williams and all-star and all nba and all that stuff and played within the last uh you know 20 20 years or so but um in the future we're gonna have either no holds barred you can pick whoever you want or maybe we'll do it around a certain theme based on that week We'll we'll toy around with that when we get there but now it is wyatt's turn to give me a player's career stat line and I will see if I can guess this player. Wyatt, give me the stat line. I am ready.
1: All right. So, this player averaged 27.4 points per game, 13 and a half rebounds per game, 4.3 assists per game. Uh hold on let's uh See what else we got here. A field goal percentage 43.1%. Free throw percentage 78%. Let me see if I can't find uh I'm not seeing like blocks or steals. So are you on basketball reference? I am. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, are you just looking at their, oh, if you scroll down to per game, then at uh-huh. the bottom, the bottom of
1: that table, you should see a oh, line that okay, says career. Cool. career. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. 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 For any of you, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay
0: uh yeah so tw- all right. what was it 27 points
1: 13 rebounds yeah 27.4 points 13 and a half rebounds 4.3 assists personal fouls 3.1 i still don't see blocks though i'm wondering if it wasn't tracked
0: oh if it's if there's a block column and it's blank then that means that they weren't tracked or if there's an oh. update where they just eliminate that column entirely, but
1: say so here's the deal: I'm either blind or they've eliminated the whole column. Let I'm me gonna make, the, gonna make it big and uh, refresh it. Okay. Yeah, refresh. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I think. Yeah,
0: if they, if it was before a certain time, um. This, and before it was tracked, then they just don't show the column at all. And yeah, I think I, right saying, I think I already know. A, the, I think I already know the player. If that's the case, you, you
1: probably do. I was I was thinking. I'm like, crap. The uh, the lack of certain statistics is already going to narrow it down <laughs> to this guy. So I I could guess, and you could do like an amended
0: pick if you want to.
1: No, that's a that's okay. Let's hear it. Wilt Chamberlain? No, it's not Will. Really, no. But oh, interesting. For anyone who knows me, that was the clear guess. So, that
0: is true. Uh huh. Okay. So, it's not Wilt Chamberlain. But so now we, okay, we've clarified that career stats that are available to us because they didn't track blocks in this era that the player played in. Uh, for those who don't know, I believe it was 1973 season that blocks were first tracked and then steals, if not that same time, maybe a little bit after. Um, so, early seventies and before is you know sixties and fifties is when this player played. So it's not wilt, which is surprising because obviously high point total, high rebounds, high assists. Um, but it's still not a very long list. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and make my second guest uh, uh, guess of Bob Pettit. Nope, not Bob Pettit. Interesting. No. Okay, so uh,
1: let me give you. Uh, something here though because I oh, didn't right. last time. So, uh, you know, you had your. Oh shoot! Hold on, you had your uh guess with Wilt. So for that one, I'll tell you that he uh, why is it not okay? He played for the same team as Wilt. Okay. Okay, so obviously Wilt played for at, a few teams. But, right, but I, at I, one point okay. in both of their careers. Right,
0: okay. And then what and was then the one for um Bob, Bob Pettit? Let me... Uh... Played for the same team as Wilt. So obviously Wilt played for the Warriors, Philadelphia Warriors at that time, the Philadelphia 76ers, and then the Los Angeles Lakers. Um. Oh, I think I know it. Or wait, no, no, that wouldn't be it because I was for a second I was thinking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but of course Kareem, in Kareem's career, they tracked blocks, so that wouldn't uh-huh. be the case. Um. And Wilt, people know him from the Lakers, but when probably for me for sure, probably Wyatt. When we think of Wilt, we would probably think of the Sixers or the Warriors. Um, for sure, I think. Either Sixers or Warriors. Um in that case with Warriors, the rebounds might be high for this.
1: Oh, and your Bob Pettit is he does not he's a different position than uh Bob Pettit, which is kind of a crappy uh hint because that leaves well, that leaves three others because you know he played power forward and center, so I'll eliminate both of those.
0: So not a center. Not a center. Okay, so then I'll guess Rick Barry No See, and I thought the rebounds were a little bit high for that So if it's not A power forward or a center It's I imagine it's got to be a small forward With that high of rebounds That high of scoring um, Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah Um, I, Well, actually You guessed him for mine Is it Dr. J? It's not Oh crap. See, I'm looking bad now.
1: But um, uh now now I think you're in the right position there. Small forward. Yep. Which, you know, I basically we I just confirmed what we already knew.
0: Right. Um and see, I haven't used any lifelines. So just to be even here, I'm going to ask for I'll ask for teams as well. Okay.
1: Alright, it's it's a real exciting list here. Is it just one team? It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, sort of. Uh and this might this may give it away. He played for the Lakers, but not always in Los Angeles.
0: Oh. Elgin Baylor. Yeah. Crap. Elgin <laughs>
1: Rabbit Baylor.
0: That should have been that just should have been inside. a sooner guess. Cause yeah, scoring rebounds and a small forward, that's that should be a layup. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was a good pick. And Elgin, eternally underrated. Love Elgin Baylor. But uh, yeah, good pick. And I think thanks. you beat me there because we both used the same lifeline uh, <laughs> and you <laughs> got it in less guesses. So wow. um, yeah, well, there you go. There you have it. There's our 20 guesses game. Um, <laughs> Wyatt, thanks for playing. Yeah, uh, of course. And again, next week we'll be doing. Justin's showdown it's a game segment but really it's more just kind of a a fun conversation where we'll we'll pick two teams and we'll compare them they can be from any era um any franchise any players anything and just talk about you know who would win in the matchup um play styles eras things like that um should be a lot of fun so that'll be next next wednesday um with that that takes care of our game segment let's go ahead and jump into our next segment and let me make sure I get the drop in here for it. Uh, Weekly Predictions. Weekly Predictions. There we go. And uh, Enlisting the services of Microsoft Mike for that one. You'll hear him on a few of the different segment (laughs) drops. Uh, Good job, Mike. We appreciate it. Um, For our Predictions, let's before we do our first, you know, our week one predictions, let's just chat for a second about our preseason predictions because we haven't had a chance to talk about those yet. Um, with those, we predicted uh, the end of season standings, we predicted the awards, and we also made a playoff prediction. Um, we'll maybe save the playoff prediction for when we're getting closer to the playoffs. And of course, those are readily available on our our social media. We'll maybe save that for next week or the week after to talk about the playoff predictions. Um, Just know that as we talked about the possibility of doing this, we are going to be initiating bonus points for a correct preseason or midseason playoff prediction. Uh, And that'll manifest in, let's say in the preseason, you picked the eventual champion correctly. You'll get four bonus points in our end of or our postseason bracket challenge um you'll get four bonus points for a correct finals matchup two points for a correct conference finals matchup and uh i think there's one more and then mid-season you'll get kind of half those same bonus points so mid-season if you pick the correct champion you'll get two bonus points uh so on and so forth so just a little bit of extra uh incentive and intrigue for our postseason bracket challenge and again we'll get to that of course when we get to the postseason itself so let's just chat real quick about awards predictions um which is of course mvp defensive player of the year sixth man all that kind of stuff um why and i had the same pick for rookie of the year victor Wenbanyama. i think that's a a pretty safe bet especially considering the preseason that he had um and then why? I'll let you kind of actually go first and take it away as far as your predictions. Um, hopefully, I've prepared you. I, I would imagine you have that somewhere available if you don't remember well, all of your picks. But
1: yeah, I'm. So strangely enough, like I'm. Uh, I don't know if it's just a tech issue on my part, but my playoff prediction sheet is like, oh, you know what? That I'm prediction's gone. I'm setting you up for
0: failure. I I had moved that one um out of the folder, but if you just like I don't know if you have your Instagram or something up, we could look at yeah. there. i, I, I may, pull that up. You know, this is my bad. I I made it more difficult than it needed to be.
1: Uh so that's my bad, Wyatt. I, that was your bad. Now I'm embarrassed. In I'm the sake of radio.
0: Public radio. You <laughs> you made me make a phony phone call. <laughs> I don't know why that's the quote I thought of that's not even the exact same thing but for those fans of Ferris Bueller out there you'll hopefully know what I'm talking about (laughs) but
1: uh, right, Uh, here we go here season standings power rankings power rankings
0: where is it it are you talking
1: uh, which one are we talking about here oh Nope, the awards
0: um and i lumped them on the instagram they're all in one group so like one post was all of your predictions so you should see the power rankings the standings the awards and the predictions the playoff prediction all in one one post
1: okay well i'm going to pull it up on my phone because apparently my computer doesn't gotcha. Want to... No worries. In no, the meantime... A, yeah, sorry about that. You go ahead, and Dears.
0: Yeah, I'll... Again, I, I didn't prepare him for this, so I'll go ahead and just chat about my awards predictions. As I said, Ricky year, Um, MVP, this has been a popular pick for a lot of people, even though he hasn't finished in the top two or three the last few years. Um, Luka Doncic, I'll pick him this year just because I think... Regular season wise, they're going to finish fairly well. Um, I pick them to be in the top playoff group, not in the play in picture. Um, you know, a, f- a fifth or sixth seed. And uh, you know the Luca, the Luca and Kyrie connection, I think will work fine. But I think Luca, statistically, will keep things up. Um, so I I just figure you know I'll go with him because. I feel like he's bound to win one at some point. Um, so why not guess him here for defensive player of the year? I went with Evan Mobley. Um, I believe when I was looking at stats, he was the leader in the league in defensive win shares. So if you want to go advanced stats, but of course he's great with steals and blocks. He eats up a lot of rebounds and especially if the Cavs improve in win total this season, his third season and his defensive impact, I think could be, could be a catalyst there. So he's my pick for defensive player of the year for most improved easy pick for me, Anthony Edwards. Um, This is going to sound outlandish and I want to temper this as much as possible, but seeing his, his build, his play style, um, maybe where he gets some of his inspiration from. He's an ultra light version or has the potential to be an ultralight version of a Michael Jordan esque player, and I really just mean the sense of a two way guy. He's a leading scorer for a team. He's defensively stand out with steals and blocks, great athleticism, um, and you know can get some rebounds and assists as well. So I think he has the potential to be a an ultralight version of a Jordan type player. Or a Kobe type player. Again, I'm tempering that as much as possible because. And he's... now
1: we've lost all of our Jordan and
0: Kobe fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying he's not going to be as good as those guys if he, even if he meet meets his potential. But he, you know, there's shades of their kind of game in his play, and you know, I think he can. We've seen it in, especially in the playoffs last year. He had some really great games, and he has a chance to emerge and be. The focal point for the Timberwolves, not Carl anthony Towns or Gobert, but Anthony Edwards. So he's my pick there. Sixth man of the year, a guy who's also continually in the conversation, uh, Bobby Portis. Um, all-star game MVP, Nicole Jokic. I think there's a recent trend of after you win an MVP or a finals MVP, you then win an all-star game MVP. So uh, mm-hmm. for that simple reason, I went with Jokic. Coach of the year, I went with Joe Missoula, and executive of the year, I went with Brad Stevens, just because I have them kind of as my pick for regular season-wise to be the best team in the East, uh, just to win the most games in the East during the regular season. So so those are my predictions. Wyatt, uh, hopefully you have that pulled up by now. Let's hear uh, your awards predictions. Yeah,
1: there. yeah, I do have it pulled up now. So, like Karsten said, uh, we both have Lembanyama as our Rookie of the Year, so I'll Skip that, even though I just addressed it.
0: Uh, (laughs) So I'll real quick say, it sounds like we're having some, uh, I know Wyatt's probably talking right now, but um, yeah, sorry, Wyatt. We're having some audio issues where you were cutting out. Uh, It looks like you're good now. It was just like doing that really bad like stutter thing, and I imagine it probably came through that way on the recording, but uh gotcha, yeah, sorry you go you should be good to go
1: ahead now, okay, um yeah, sorry, the uh it looks like my internet changed, which means someone probably unplugged the uh router upstairs to my typical internet and now it's my computer was switching to the other internet you know so yeah and that lines up perfectly with that glitch so gotcha so uh if that happens again it will probably be my computer switching back gotcha so anyway uh for my pick uh as jokic he's coming off the win he's an incredible uh candidate for mvp especially already getting that first uh triple double this season so Awesome job, Jokic. I think he's gonna win. Uh, you know, people may argue that Embiid could compete, and you know, anyone else may compete again this year, Giannis, but I just think watching him so last year was so much fun. He's phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Defense player of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr. He was obviously stellar last year, uh, and you know, won that award. Rightfully, and I he's young and I only see him getting better. Mm. So uh, back to back DPY right there. Sixth man of the year. I picked Emmanuel quickly. Very uh quickly. I picked him. <laughs> uh <laughs> honestly, I, I don't know like a ton about him. I was Looking into like potential six men of the year kind of outlook on this. And I just think that the Knicks are kind of an up and coming uh, team that I expect to do good things this year. And uh, he seems to be a key part in that.
0: Oh, sounds like that's the internet switching back there. That's that's a cool sound that we're getting out of Wyatt's end there. But uh, um... most...
1: <laughs> sorry. oh sorry. Okay, no, you're you're connected now, you're good. Go ahead. Okay, okay. I need to get better internet. Uh <laughs> most improved player. This was a, the most difficult one for me to pick. I went with McCall Bridges, mm. uh who obviously is a phenomenal player who's been improving a lot already in recent seasons, but Larry Markkinen was another like big candidate for me because yes, he's already achieved all-star status and he's been huge Mm. uh, for the jazz, but he's so, you know, young and fresh. I just, I'm like, he could really still have a stellar change this, this year and improve even more drastically.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that would be something though for a guy to back to back seasons win most improved player. I know that there was some right that comes up every now and then because you'll have a guy just continually getting better, but um,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll ever see that. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, yeah. and then all star, I picked uh Luka Doncic because I feel like he you know is always all star caliber mm. and I you know didn't give the Mavericks the respect maybe that they might earn this year they, you know they might prove me wrong as far as power rankings and like predictions go but I felt mm-hmm. like Luca you know that's a chance for him to show himself and I could see him earning that all-star game MVP mm-hmm. uh and then coach of the year I picked Frank Vogel of the Lakers well the right? I the
0: I Suns. Can't even see the it. picture I, I Suns, was... sorry.
1: Yeah. The the picture is the, the Lakers, Lakers, but yeah, it's the Suns. He's on the Suns now. And then uh executive of the year. Uh, to be honest, I don't even remember, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's the uh that's the Bucks guy, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, John Horst. Okay.
1: John Horst, yes. Okay, thank you. So again,
0: I apologize because again, I it was my bad setting wide up the <laughs> so
1: it's um, good, but I I thought his uh you know off season moves with picking up Dame who has played so long with uh, the Trailblazers, mm. you know it's at this stage in someone's career, you know you have the Durant who it's like man they really want to get a ring now so they're desperate to get somewhere where they might, but there's also that appealing aspect of like I want to play my whole career with one team so props right. to him for making that work and uh. I think it, it'll be an exciting year for the Bucks
0: absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's a very solid pick for it, yeah, I feel like it's gonna be probably you know, Horst or Stevens or maybe James Jones of the Suns. That would probably be another popular pick. Um and then yeah, Vogel with the Suns, uh, similar thing, you know, if they if you can make sure that group gels together and he's already been a a coach of the year type guy and a championship coach in his own right, you know, definitely a, a solid bet there. Um, And I just wanted to echo on most improved player, you know, Mikael Bridges would probably be one of my next picks along with Anthony Edwards. You know, we saw what we did as soon as he went, you know, in the Durant trade to Brooklyn and how he massively jumped the scoring uh effort and workload along with maintaining that defense that we expect from him you know, if he can maintain that for a full season, I think he would be a pretty safe bet for most improved player. Um, and maybe making a, 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 a sneaky all-star appearance in the Eastern conference. I think that would be exciting as well. So yeah, great predictions there. Great picks. I think we both have some interesting, uh, possibilities there, but, um, that was our preseason predictions. Now, of course, let's go ahead and talk about our first weekly predictions. Again, every week we'll come up with each person, a new prediction. Um, whether or not it's it's me doing the solo show or it's Wyatt and I both doing the show or or maybe we have a guest a guest host on that's it's new or exciting some some days who knows what's going to happen but um let's go ahead and do those predictions and Wyatt I think I'll go ahead and reveal mine first uh yeah. here here is my prediction uh that the Sacramento Kings will end the season as a top 4 team in the Western conference. And to me, this doesn't sound too bold or too crazy, but again, just what we talked about with a lot of people picking the Kings to not be as good as they were last year. You know, I understand the arms race in the West Lakers made some moves that they should, they shouldn't be starting the season two and 10, and they should finish higher than they did last year. Um, The Suns, of course stayed great. The warriors added Chris Paul, you know, there's any list of moves that were made, but I think the Kings, again, staying with a similar roster and adding a little bit of depth, they have the experience. They have a great head coach. Um, and so I think that they will be that team. They will lock up, you know, a first round home court advantage with a top four finish, and they'll be uh, a, a force to be reckoned with come playoff time. So, again, not too outlandish, but I think. I a solid
1: pick so don't don't forget about the uh gm's seven percent at <laughs> clippers that
0: like, that's true <laughs> yeah or was it i think it was
1: three percent maybe but oh three percent um, whatever yeah don't don't forget <laughs> yeah. the
0: clippers um I, but again i don't know i don't think we've talked much about the clippers at all other than that quip the only reason we're doubting it yeah. again is just kawaii and paul george with the health And Kawhi, yeah, yeah, Kawhi being knocked out in last year's playoffs after all the load management. You know, that's just it would for me, it'd be tough to pick them, but um, yeah, Yeah. that's my prediction and the Mavericks, too. That's true, but um, why let's go ahead and hear yours. I'm interested to see which direction you went with this.
1: All right, I went uh, vaguely bold. Ready for that? Okay, there you go. So, my prediction is Russell Westbrook will return to some variation of his former glory this year. Okay. Now, so, <laughs> I I didn't want to I didn't want to be so bold as to say Russell Westbrook will average a triple double this year because you know, I felt like that was kind of setting myself up for failure.
0: Okay. So, but we got to quantify this somehow. Are you saying like in the conversation for an all-star spot?
1: Yeah, that yeah, I'm saying like all-star caliber play or darn close
0: okay do you mind if we if we write it that way yeah Russell westbrook will return to an all-star all-star conversation this season something like that um i don't mean to make your prediction for you i'm just saying like no
1: it's fine it's like whatever why don't i even make these (laughs) you get what i mean at the end of the season
0: it's gonna be it's like well he he played well sure he he met
1: the prediction (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it's true. This is a little more quantifiable. Right. And I, I, I assume that, you know, maybe I should put a little subclause here that me conversating with you or my friends about it doesn't count. <laughs> right. Friends are- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a good one.
1: Yeah. And I, I liked what he
0: did, especially in the playoffs last year, even though they lost that series, he had some, some standout games. Um, yeah in those moments he was something resembling his his all-star past so i think that could be a good one especially again the george and leonard situation if he's on some nights the de facto star player who knows yeah maybe he can do that so i think that's a great prediction and uh again watch for both of these you know keep them in the back of your mind see what happens? Um, at the end of the season, I'm sure we'll do some sort of prediction wrap-up, kind of what we did last year. And speaking on that, I real quick got to mention one prediction of mine that we had yet to fully report on its validity. Um, I reported or or I predicted that Kyrie Irving would leave the Mavericks in free agency. Um, I was wrong there. So with that, now we're fully updated on last season's predictions, <laughs> but um regardless. Yeah, I think those are both solid predictions. And again, we'll we'll be sure to post those uh on our socials. You can, you know, reply back with your predictions. Uh should be good stuff. But uh as we get towards the end of our, our show wrapping up here, uh we'll touch on fantasy Fridays. Of course, that's going to be again a Friday segment, uh, as is in the name. But um, we had our draft for the Fantasy League uh this last Saturday. Myself, Wyatt, and Justin are in the league along with some of our, our friends and family. Um one friend who uh i i won't say their name but i'm wishing they wouldn't text me quite as much about the league but that's besides the point um (laughs) they uh you know it's it'll be a lot of fun and i real quick gotta pull up my uh league here we're doing it through espn's fantasy stuff wyatt let's hear your team because you were eager to talk about even though you drafted the team, you know that there's some risks with the team. Yeah, Is that correct.
1: Absolutely, and you know, looking at looking at lineups right now, I am. Uh, I think I'm fifth out of eight people. So, mm. like, I'm not a. I'm not killing it, <laughs> but I, I don't necessarily expect to be right now. And I just got to throw out we one of our. Friends in here that we went to high school with is just annihilating everyone, which I'm. Oh, is he really? Just a little bit ticked about. <laughs> I I hadn't even
0: looked at the results. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Well, how did he <laughs> he's do that? Like I don't know. He's he's <laughs> over a hundred points higher than anyone else in our league. He's nearly two hundred hey, over hundred fifty higher. higher. Yeah, so yeah.
0: Somebody had to have had a stellar game.
1: Yeah, I I was glancing at it, and yeah, ridiculous. Anyway. So going going to my team here, uh, so I mentioned Russell Westbrook, and you know, I'm not like a diehard Westbrook fan or anything. I and in fact, I was really frustrated with him on the Lakers, as were most people, um, unless they hated the Lakers in which case they loved him. But I drafted him,, uh, so my prediction is kind of a hopeful prediction. <laughs> Because I want him to kill it for me in the fantasy league, which, you know, tonight he had twenty five fantasy points, so not complaining there. That's that's not bad. Uh, but he was one of those players. He's I I have like, you know, four ish players that I I think are kind of risky, uh, moves. Mm-hmm. So, one of them is Russell Westbrook, just in light of his recent years. The most risky is James Harden, who I picked up kind of at the end of the draft, just because the potential is there, and in fact, most people agree he's he's a ninety-seven percent rostered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you just you don't know how often he's going to play because he can't stop fighting with the coach and executives. Um, or I guess it's the president, not the coach. So I'll rectify that, but. And then, you know, his stat lines are pretty consistent the last couple of years, but not amazing, like his time with the Rockets. But he's got the potential there, and I'm hoping it pays off. Uh, I also picked up Clay Thompson, who, again, not a huge Clay Thompson fan. I like him, but I've never loved the Warriors as a whole. But, you know, he played, you know, like 68, 70, somewhere in that range games last year, increased his uh, – the games that he played coming off that injury. So I'm optimistic that he will uh, continue to increase the number of games he played mm-hmm. or will play this year. And, you know, last year he averaged more threes per game than he had ever in his career. So I'm, I'm hoping for a similar trend with that. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't, have you mentioned LeBron? And then, no, I haven't. So my, my team name is, Taco Tuesday drug out drastically because of, you know, Taco LeBron's Tuesday. Sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so he was my first pick, and not I wouldn't call him a risky pick, but he's my like half. When I said I have like three and a half, or you know, hmm. just risky with picks,
0: just with that idea of when is Father Time going to catch up with him?
1: Yeah, exactly, I, and you know, the last couple years he's had. Some minor injury, uh, you know things that have been prevalent and kept him, you know, out of an appreciable amount of games. Not a ton, but enough to make a difference, you know. Yeah. So there's there's of course that concern that you know he'll sit out more than I can afford. Right him to sit out, but you know, like he, I had like forty six fantasy points or something yesterday, so. Solid opener for him.
0: Yeah, solid.
1: Um, and Lamelo Ball, I ended up with accidental. I got accidentally. I got, he auto drafted for me because I was off for like two seconds too long. Right. But he turned has turned out to be doing all right. <laughs> yeah, that that could be
0: a pretty nice pick in the long run, mm-hmm. um, depending on yeah how he plays. But yeah, should I go ahead and talk about my team just real quick?
1: Yeah, I mean I'll throw out Dame too. I also picked him up. He's another All right. big name. But uh yeah, just yeah, go ahead.
0: Just a small pick, you know, nothing, nothing <laughs> yeah, major yeah. there. Um, yeah, my team is Nicola at night. Um, and yes, I ended up with the first pick because I was the league commissioner, um, which I have mixed feelings on, of course, for my purposes. Absolutely, give me that first pick. But, you know. That seems kind of unfair, you know, if every time the commissioner gets the first pick, like, oh guys, let's form a league. I'll be the commissioner. Like <laughs> that's kind of an unfair advantage, isn't it? But uh, um, that's besides right. the points. Yeah, Nicole Jokic, of course, my uh my center. I didn't adjust my lineup, so I missed that roster spot, uh that that spot worth of points today. But um around him we have Kyrie Irving and Donovan Mitchell. Um DeMar DeRozan, Paolo Bencaro, Fred Van Vliet, Evan Mobley, uh, Drew Holiday, Scoot Henderson. Um, My last pick was kind of a meme pick, sort of. I picked Keontae George, the rookie for the Utah Jazz. Um, I'm pretty high on Keontae George. I think that he has all sorts of upside, and he could, if given the opportunity, could emerge as, at the very least, one of their top three guards maybe their starting point guard. Um just based on summer league alone, what I saw from him, I really like his his build, his poise, all that kind of stuff. So a little bit of a meme pick if you look at the percent rostered stat. Of course Nicole Jokic is one of the maybe a couple guys that's on a hundred percent of rosters. Um Keontae George is on 3.8% of rosters. <laughs> <And> those are <laughs> those are probably leagues with like max <laughs> amount of players. So uh like a max amount of teams so
1: or like jazz fans jazz
0: fans like myself <laughs> so yeah definitely a homer pick but um not as much of a homer pick as what was it Lowry marketing going in the first round to one oh, of oh our high God. school friends
1: yeah. uh first or second he was i think he was second but he was way up there and yeah.
0: it's like what are you doing like
1: I guess we could find out, right? Let's see. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'll, see what what he was drafted. Oh yeah, thirteenth. Can- yeah, so thirteenth right overall, second round. <laughs> and it's Very like,
0: heavy. as much as I love Lowry, like that is too <laughs> high. <laughs> Third round, maybe, but um, yeah. also we should clarify. I mean, Wyatt maybe has some more experience than me, but neither of us are draft aficionados. I mean we've played it for fun we don't know all the best strategies um so we're just coming at this from a fairly casual fan perspective of like hey here's how our league's doing here's some players that we like um we'll post on our socials again some some picks of oh this player we think they're going up this player might be not doing as well kind of a thing but um
1: yeah this was this was my least like I, I in the past have tried to prepare a little bit for the fantasy draft and like, you know mm-hmm. who are the who are the up and coming you know who should I pick up in the second third round or you know third and fourth round maybe, uh to add to my team to earn me some good bench points, and this year it was like, oh shoot it's like seven oh two after <laughs> hurrying get on before my first pick, yeah and that was about. And that was about the level of my preparation. And it's it's showing, but, you know. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I
0: was uh, on a date with my girlfriend at the time. Um, well, she's still my girlfriend, but, like, at the time of the draft. <laughs> yeah. um, and so it was – thankfully, like, we were just at a – we were listening to something, like, watching something. And so she, I was like, hey, just be aware. I'm doing a draft. But I wasn't very prepared uh either. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess I guess when you have the first pick and you can get Nikola Jokic, you're going to end up at <laughs> least decent. But um, yeah, it should be interesting. Again, every Friday we'll keep you updated on um, the the league, our players, what we're feeling, all that kind of stuff. But it'll be casual. Don't expect us to be draft experts by any means. But uh, yeah, just a quick update there. Um, let's give you some final thoughts just on big things to watch for this season maybe three takeaways, you know, the big things that will be impacting this season compared to others, or at least that are comparable to, you know, seasons past. Um, Of course, the in season tournament that will begin within a couple of weeks. So I think we're both really excited to see the start of that. That'll be the group play. It'll be every, I think Tuesday and Thursday um, in November. So, you know, eight days in November or eight nights in November, all of the games on those given nights will be group play games and the records from those games will determine the top, the teams that will be in the in-season tournament. Um, we've explained it a little bit more in depth previously. should be exciting. Um, increased parity. This has been a trend and this is part of what makes the, I I've really enjoyed even more. So these recent seasons, because we've had a different champion the last uh, five seasons Yeah, because we had the Nuggets, before them the Warriors, before them the Bucks. then it was the Lakers, and then before them was the Raptors. Before the Raptors, it was the Cavs and the Warriors that had just dominated the league, and the finals was a foregone conclusion for a few years. And so for me, I really enjoy increased parity. It's not complete parity. Of course, you know there's a certain top third or top group of teams that have legitimate championship hopes. And others might make playoffs, but you know the end result. But increased parity, I think, is great. And then finally, high scoring pace. You know, we saw some high-scoring games and some high-scoring players. Two players scored 71 points last season, Lillard and Donovan Mitchell. So that'll be something to watch for as well. What kind of high-scoring games will we have this season? Uh, it should be very exciting. And uh, let's go ahead and give you our Weekly forecast, the upcoming games this week. Uh, All of the times I will give for these games are in Eastern Standard Time, so plan accordingly. On Thursday, we have a doubleheader on TNT. Firstly, the 76ers uh, in Milwaukee against the Bucks at 730. Again, those two teams haven't played yet. They're the only two that haven't, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Of course, Harden not traveling with the team, Uh, so there's that storyline there. And then at 10 o'clock, the Phoenix Suns travel to Los Angeles to play the Lakers, uh, again, a matchup of two Pacific Division teams that should be atop the Western Conference standings at the end of the season somewhere up in that mix. So that'll be exciting to watch for as well. On Friday, your national TV broadcast will be a doubleheader on ESPN at 7:30. Uh, the Miami Heat will in, be in Boston to face against face off against the Boston Celtics. Uh, so a rematch of two hotly contested playoff series from the last couple of seasons. Uh, conference finals series. And then uh, at 10 o'clock, the Golden State Warriors will be in Sacramento to face off against the Kings, kind of a uh, a new rivalry brewing of sorts. Again, Pacific Division teams, teams that are trying to contend in the West. That should be very exciting. Other games that are going to be on, and you'd have to uh, be on League Pass or maybe one of these teams streaming services if they have it. Nuggets at Grizzlies, uh, 7 o'clock. Pistons at Hornets at 7 as well. 7.30, the Thunder in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. New York Knicks are in Atlanta against the Hawks at 7.30 as well. Uh, 8 o'clock, you have young teams matching up. Rockets in San Antonio against the Spurs. Of course, that'll be um, only Victor Wembanyama's second game. Every game the Spurs play is going to be league pass material because he's exciting to watch. Uh, 8 o'clock, Raptors in Chicago against the Bulls. 8.30, Nets at Mavericks. Uh, of course, Kyrie against his former team. I think we had a matchup of that last year as well, but uh, that'll be interesting. 930 Clippers in Utah against the Jazz. And then at 10 o'clock, the Orlando Magic in Portland against Trailblazers. Magic Trailblazers, younger teams. Scoot Henderson against the second year guy, Paolo Bencaro, Uh should be exciting. But all those games, especially as early on, are going to be very interesting to watch. Um, but that is your forecast for Thursday and Friday, the remainder of this weekday schedule. And uh that takes us to that point. To wrap things up, let me go ahead and give you our this day in history fact. Uh this day in history, October 25th, we're going back to 2012. Commissioner David Stern formally announced his intention to retire on February 1st of 2014. The date will mark exactly 30 years since Stern took over the position in 1984. And as much as you know every commissioner in every sports league gets uh, hated on by fans stern was certainly no exception he of course was a huge figure in the growth of the nba and growth of basketball Uh under his stewardship the nba saw the entire career of michael jordan and the growth of the uh the brand of the nba you know jordan obviously a huge part in that but then post jordan years um the the league just kept growing, you know, the growth of the international game with guys like Yao Ming and Dirk coming into the league. Um, and uh, at the very least, he didn't mess it up, you know, he, great legacy, great commissioner. Uh, again, as much as people kind of hate on him sometimes, but definitely cool to to recognize him and what he meant to the league um, at this point in time as the season is getting underway. With that, that pretty much takes care of our show. Why any closing thoughts as we wrap this up?
1: No, I am excited to get the season underway, season two of our podcast.
0: Absolutely, yeah, season two of the podcast, uh, along with this season of the NBA. Both of us are excited for for both of those things. Uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap things up. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back on Friday. We'll do our franchise focus, our fantasy Fridays, all that kind of stuff. But with that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you then.